guys, welcome back to Debrief. Hey everyone, how are we? I'm good, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Let's go into our updates of the week. What have you done, Georgia? Okay, I've her with her long list. I have a long list. My week has been crazy. It literally, I don't even know where to start. Someone's got to be busy because I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you, weird shit happens to me. I can't help it. And I write stuff down, like, as my week goes. I'm like, oh, this was so funny. I might talk about it in the pod. <laughs> so, well, someone's got to do it. I'm carrying the whole team <laughs> on off. my shoulders yeah, right now. Yeah, back up and carry. Literally. Um, okay. I went on a date. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, he was so lovely. It was a good date. Um, How'd you meet him, Georgia? I met him at the pub. Um, but of course there was problems on the way to the date. Let me tell you what happened. Guys, it was such a fucking shit show. I go outside to my car to leave for my date and there's a $176 parking ticket on my car. So what do you get for parking on the yellow line? It was the tiniest bit. Don't break the law. Mate, my back tire was the tiniest bit on the yellow line. It's my neighbours have it out for me. Rookie error. No, they don't like me. They leave printed out notes on my car all the time. And you continue to park there? Yeah, well, like, not on the yellow line, mm-hmm. just in front of it. But anyway, the, my back tyre was just touching the line. So I get... They've called the... What are they? The the parking security? City council? The city council. <laughs> yeah. And the they, parking people? The parking people. And they've fucking done me dirty. Anyway... But it wasn't even just that. It wasn't just that. No, no, this is just the beginning. This is the beginning of my shit show. I drive off and then I'm like, oh my god, wait, I need my sunnies. So I turn my car back I around. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd left. You'd left? I'd left. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. But it's like sort of a blessing in disguise because imagine like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... And then I get to like the lights near my house. I'm not too far off. And I'm like, oh no, I need my sunnies. I better go back. So I drive back home and I go into the basin car park. So there's no reception down there. It's like underground under our building. Park my car, run upstairs, grab my sunnies, go back downstairs. Get in my car, I turn the keys and, like, my steering wheel locks. And I was like, what? This is so weird. Like, what? Like, what's going on? Anyway, I have no reception downstairs. So I bolt up the ramp to get out into the world again to get reception and Google. My steering wheel's locked. How do I fix it? And it tells me what to do. So I run back downstairs, jump in my car. I'm shaking it around, turning my Mm. car on. Still not working. So I run back upstairs, Google it again. Like, what else can I do? It's like, nope, try it again. I go back downstairs. I'm trying it again. And then my car starts making like this weird noise, like a ticking noise. And I was like, hmm, this is really strange. So I'm, I run back upstairs. I'm covered in sweat now, by the way. This was heat wave moment. It's like 40 degrees in Australia. And now it's telling me my damn battery's flat. I'm already running late for my date. I was like, what an actual nightmare. So I go back downstairs and I'm looking at my car. Was he already there? No, he wasn't already there. So I ended up running back up and I was texting him. And I, it seemed like the most dumb excuse. Like it seemed like I was making up a lie. I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. My car steering wheel's locked and now my battery's flat. I can't like meet you like at all because... I can't even drive my damn car. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit. It sounded like bullshit. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, I literally have to go on this date or else it's going to sound like I'm a liar. And then I'm just like flaking out and I hate that. So I've like called my brother. I was like, I need you. Like, please come and help me. 
my car's not turning on, the steering wheel's broken, the battery's flat, like anything, everything is bad. Anyway, he's such a legend. He like goes and picks up some battery for me and comes to my house and he's like, yeah, no worries. Like gets in there and fixes the whole thing. And then you tell him you're going on a date. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so why are you like in such a rush? And I was like, I'm going on a date. So he's like, oh, like, that's nice. And who are you going on a date with? And I was like, oh, one of your friends from school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I mean, I don't know how close. What did he they- say to that? <laughs> he was sort of shocked. He was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know how close they were, though. So surely it's not that bad. It was fine. And then I went on my date. No problems from there on out, except the fact that I went to the wrong place. But <laughs> Oh, my God. It was just like a series of unfortunate events. I feel like I would almost take it as a sign not to go on the date. I almost did. Because I feel like it is kind of a sign. Like the steering wheel, the battery. Going to the wrong place. Going to the wrong place. The universe was like, fucking take a hint, doll. Literally. But, oh, well. I don't listen to the signs either, trust me. I was like, blind eye, blind eye, no, no, no. But, oh well, is what it is. So, massive highlight of the week, Bill Barker reposted us on his story. We were just saying how he's our crush of the week on our story, and he reposted it. Yeah. Um, We screamed. Of course. Like, we were pretty excited, because as you guys would have just heard, he was our crush of the week. Yeah. So then when he reposted us, we were like, oh my god. Yeah. He knows who we are. Yeah. And then the landlord called Georgia <laughs> asking if we were okay. Yeah. The landlord called me. She was like, oh my God, like I just heard screams coming from your apartment. And like the neighbors have come out saying that there's been screams from your apartment. Like, is everything okay? Like what's going on? I was like, oh, just happy screams. <laughs> good screams. <laughs> good, good screams. It's not that bad. No. So that was pretty, pretty good moment of our week. What else? Oh my god, and in that moment, that's when I realised. So, obviously, Bill Barker's posted debriefs on his page. The next thought to ourselves is, he has potentially gone through and looked at our Instagrams. So I'm on my Instagram straight away having a quick squeeze, like, what's it look like on there? And I'm looking in my bio, and I remember I've got, um, it's Ebony Ray, which is my, like, our cat. I have her Instagram in my bio. Yeah. So I- And she just, like, <laughs> clicks on it to see, like, what what the cat's Instagram would look like. Yeah. And I no word of a lie. It wasn't the cat's Instagram. It wasn't the cat's Instagram. I press on its Ebony Ray and some random bitch, I don't know who it is, pops up. And I was like, who the fuck is this? She's had the wrong Instagram in her bio for months. Months. We actually don't even know how long. I couldn't tell you. You've been getting this lady so many followers. Absolutely. I would say. Oh, for sure. And I would, people would be wondering, like, why does she have this random lady <laughs> in her bio? And she's not young or anything. Like, she's an older lady. Older lady. <laughs> <laughs> I like, was almost in disbelief. Like, I pressed in and out of this lady's Instagram maybe three or four times, and I was like, well, I'm so confused. Like, what's going on? You know, she would be so confused as well because she gets notified that she's been mentioned in your story. And she'd be like, why am I mentioned in her story? Oh, my God. Not a story. She'd get notified that you've mentioned her in your bio. <laughs> and she'd be wondering why the hell you mentioned her in your bio. She could have said something. How embarrassing. So, yeah. Did Bill Barker press on It's Ebony Ray and think... <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Hopefully not. He probably didn't even look at us. He looked at our debris Instagram with no photos. But yeah, so that was a <laughs> rough moment. A humbling moment. A very humbling moment. Very humbling. What else? Any updates from you? Um, I'm pretty boring these days. I haven't really been doing much, but I have been going to the gym quite a lot. Are we surprised? No. But I'm starting to do mic'd up gym sessions. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen on TikTok, but there's, like, these, like, gym influencers. And they'll do these, like, really cool microphone gym sessions where they kind of, like... I'm not talking through, like, my workouts. I'm not saying, like, oh, do this, do this. But it's kind of, like, talking about the inner thoughts that you're thinking whilst doing these exercises. Yeah. It's meant to be, like, a funny thing, I would say. But, yeah, me and my friend... um, did one recently and we're going to do one like every single week now. Um, but yeah, that's about it really for me. I like your mic up, mic up gym sessions. That was cool. Yeah, I'm going to do it again this Saturday. And then a um, bit of a communal thing for both me and Georgia. We're going to La Luna tonight. Oh yeah, I forgot about it's that. It's on the coast. And it's like, I would say it's like a beach club. So me and Georgia work at like a beach club called Cali Beach. Mm. But this is like... Bougie Cali Beach. Very bougie Cali Beach. Very expensive Cali Beach. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, can we talk... Not, not that this has any correlation whatsoever. Can we talk about how shit my TikTok feed is at the moment? Oh, yeah. Mine's all right at the moment. But I can't. Let's talk about the weird TikTok for you pages that you get put on. I... My TikTok page at the moment... Like, and I, anyone that knows me knows I'm quite literally addicted to TikTok. It's my life. Mm. What kind of TikTok are you on right now? Brother. <laughs> I hate it. I'm on Hunger Games TikTok. <laughs> Hunger Games. Like, what? <laughs> you know what? I'm actually on Disney Channel TikTok. Oh, really? I've I been get, there. Yeah, have you? Hannah I, Montana TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I get all the Hannah Montanas and I get all the Wizards of Waverly plays. Oh, nice. But... I think they keep giving me them because I keep watching them. Like, I watch all of them. Like, yeah, okay, that's it. I'm trying to get rid of this Hunger Games thing. I don't know where it came from. It came out of the blue. And I'm just like, every second TikTok's Hunger Games. I told her maybe she was telling her phone that she's really hungry and it just took hunger as far Hunger Games. <laughs> maybe. Well, like, my other one that I'm getting as well is so random. And between the two of them, it's pissing me off. Does anyone... Is anyone else... On Capybara. <laughs> I love Capybaras. Capybara TikTok. I want to say that to my phone because I want to be on Capybara TikTok. No. Capybara, Capybara, Capybara. You're giving me capybara. PTSD. Do you know the song that goes with it? What? That's Bruh, the song. I'm pulling up the song. Have you not heard the Capybara song? Hold on. Everything. Yeah. Every time I go on TikTok, it's Hunger Games, Capybara, Hunger Games, Capybara. I'm like, piss off. I'm done. Give me anything else. I was on, about a month ago, I was on Cookie Monster TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I had all of these Cookie Monster videos, but they weren't like cartoon videos or anything. There were people dressed up as a (laughs) Cookie Monster and they were like twerking and stuff. It was so random. It's so weird. It just comes out of nowhere. And it's like, because you watch the first few, because you're like, what the fuck? Your phone's like, yeah, she loves it. Yes. <laughs> my because, phone well, thinks I love Capybara. <laughs> my phone thinks I love Cookie Monster, but I did love watching them. They were fucking funny. No, see, I'm so over it. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I want Capybaras. I'll trade you. I'm loving the Disney Channel ones, though. I actually really like watching them. It's a bit of like reliving the youth. Yeah, we're living the youth. Yeah. Fuck, we're getting old these days. 
Let's not talk about it. I think it. about it, like, quite often that, like, when we first started working at the nightclubs, we remember, like, the 22, 23-year-olds. Because mm. when we first started in, like, working in nightclubs, we were fresh 18. And we're like, and everyone's so old. Everyone's so old, and they were literally 22. Yeah, like, that's 22, us. 23. And now that's us, and we're working at, like, a bar, and we're, like, one of the oldest people there, and everyone's, like, 18, and we're, like... Well, actually, I'd say everyone's like twenty. Nah, I'd say everyone's twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah, I don't not know. Not twenty-two. I'd say everyone's about twenty, twenty-one. Yeah, Literally 20, everyone. 21. Everyone's born in the two thousands. I think we have to put in our resignation this week. No. Because of our age. Yeah. Now that you've like humbled me with age, let's get out of that because I can't talk about it. Actually, like, I do have an update. <laughs> what is it? I have abdominal pain. <laughs> Someone diagnosed me. <laughs> put on your lab coat <laughs> and diagnose me. So I have like this left side abdominal pain <laughs> and it won't go away. So I, I listened to her stomach. I did some. Yeah, she, we did do a session where she put on the stethoscope and listened to my stomach sounds and there was a lot going on. There was on. a lot of sounds. Well, I'm on Dr. Google as we speak and it says, while left side pain is often a sign of gas, <laughs> According to Dr. Google, you could have diverticulitis. That's diverticulitis. The, that's the one that my lash lady thinks I have because she had an, oh. and I was explaining it to her, and she said that it sounds like that. Appendicitis, which I'm really hoping it's not, because diverticulitis you just get rid of with antibiotics, but freaking um, appendicitis, I might have to have my appendix removed. That would be so funny for the pod. It wouldn't be good, though, because I'm about to go on placement again. Yeah, that would suck. I'm about to go into the surgical ward, but really, I'll be one of the patients You'll be in, in one the of the bed. Nice. <laughs> anyway. 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 That was, yeah, that was a 10. Keep my privacy. <laughs> uh, patient confidentiality. Literally. We just, like, put your whole life on the table. All right. This week, we wanted to touch on loving yourself before loving anyone else Mm. because I feel like when I um came out of my relationship my long-term relationship I kind of was on not I wouldn't say the hunt but I was kind of looking I was looking for a relationship again because I'm a relationship girl and like I crave like those deep connections and whatever um and it was hard to kind of get out of that like phase in my life Whereas this year, I feel like we've really, like, mastered loving yourself. And, like, we don't even want to get into a relationship now because, like, we are so in love with being single Mm. and our time alone. And I think it's, like, great to be single in these times of your life. Like, in your early, early 20s. Keyword, early. Early 20s. Being single and navigating your 20s alone Mm. without someone else. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, we have both obviously been in long-term relationships and we were in our long-term relationships in, like, our late teens to, for me, like, going into my early 20s. Yeah. Um, I hate to admit it, but we are coming up mid to our mid-20s. But I do think it is really important throughout your 20s to have time alone to not be in a relationship and really find out who you are as an individual mm-hmm. and grow on your own and make decisions on your own because it gives you the opportunity. And I know there's definitely people out there in relationships that can do this with their partners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah but everyone's individualized, but for myself, and I think you're the same, Jess, like it's so important for us to find ourselves and 
we have that opportunity now while we're single to go and move and live where we want to live and work on our jobs, work in our careers, like achieve our goals by ourselves. And it feels like... So then when you actually get into a relationship, you know that you've achieved everything by yourself and you have a life outside of, of them. your relationship. And that like if they left you at any time, you would be completely fine to be on your own because you've mm. made a whole life for yourself without yeah. them. Yeah, 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 I completely agree. I think um, that was something I was lacking after my last relationship and I'd, I'd lost Same. myself and my individuality because I just became someone with someone else. Like, we were just a package. Package, yeah. And, like, without him, I was like, I don't have anything. That's so scary. It is I scary. I feel like a lot of people as well, when they get into relationships, they tend to leave their friends a lot as well. Mm. And it's like you're not really going to be left with much after the relationship. That's why I feel like it's important to, like, maintain your own life maintain your own life completely separate it to is them. hard though i think when you have like your first big great love and it's your first like proper adult relationship or whatever i think you get so invested and like mm. swooped into this relationship you forget about the life you have yourself because before my previous relationship i had my own life and i was very busy i had everything around me and it was all george's it was all mine Mm-hmm. And I like dropped it all into my relationship and then I had nothing coming out of it. But I think that's what's been important for me now. And like, yeah, for you as well, we've built our own little world. Mm-hmm. So when we do get into a relationship into the future, like we have our foundations. We have our foundations. And I know exactly who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I think and no we- one can like manipulate that. I feel like also being single and like falling in love with yourself is like... um you'll know exactly what you're looking for as well. You're not going to settle mm. for any less like than what you're exactly looking for. Like I feel like our standards are like so high now because we know exactly what we're looking for and we're not going to settle for any less than that. Yeah, yeah, no, completely, completely. I know exactly what I'm after in life. Oh, not exactly, but like I have a very solid guideline of what I'm looking for in yeah. life now. I have like a picture of how I envision my future. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be settling for any less than what I'm after yeah but basically we're just like not waiting for men and no we're not waiting for we're a man. not even looking for men at the moment like it honestly kind of terrifies me to get back into the dating scene it's scary I mean I'm dating like I'm going on dates to keep out there and I think it's a really good experience but like I'm not I'm not on the hunt if that if you know what I'm trying to say like I go on dates for people that I'm like you know, oh yeah, they're interesting or, you know, they like I'm interested to an extent or whatever or I'm, I want to get to know them but I'm not looking for a boyfriend or anything no. like that. I'm sort of like just doing life and if someone comes into it, cool. I shared a um, quote to my story last night and mm-hmm. it says, I still believe in loving and being faithful to one person and I'm not going to let this generation take that away from me. Because like this generation, this generation, like it's all like, cheating and like you know a guy could like some girl's story and you just like wouldn't even know about it he could be in her dms and like deleting the conversations like there i don't know like i used to have so much trust i feel like this generation's weird there's like that group of people that are massive cheaters and i think it's always been like that but obviously we all know about it more now because of social media it's easier to catch a cheater Mm. but there's also like that generation not generation that like group of people 
that just like won't and can't commit to one person and they're just sort of all over the shop. They're not really dating anyone. They're just drifting situationship situationship to Yeah. And I'm like, how is this it? How like, do you do that? I I hate the situationship generation, which is what we're in. And mm. like no one's I mean there's a no lot of safe. people no one's dating, they're just in like situationships. It's, it's just like, like phases. Phases. Like phases of like seeing someone and sleeping with someone. But you don't actually it's not like they're building anything together. Mm-hmm. They're just seeing each other and sleeping together and talking to each other or whatever. My and mom, then it's next, 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 next. My mum was speaking to me about that as well. I think she was saying like, Oh, I would hate to be in your generation because like in my generation, like it was so easy back then. Like if you, you wanted to be with someone, they would be with you and you'd just be in a relationship with them whereas now it's like it's all too complicated to Mm. be in a relationship for some reason like it is they're making it so difficult like if you like someone you like someone it's not that complicated let's not overcomplicate it yeah but people do they do everyone it is this generation it's all overcomplicated or i don't know and i think that's why it's so important in your 20s being your own person and becoming your own person in your own life the only time me and georgia are ever sad well very rarely there's a one percent that we're upset about something else but the only times me and georgia are ever sad is because of boys Mm. like Mm -hmm. i i feel like that's why i'm so scared to like get back out there again is because like my saddest times in my life are because of boys i remember last year like Last year was probably the hardest year so far and a lot of a lot of the sadness came with like guys making me so feel like upset. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So like now I'm like so scared to get back out there again because I don't want to get hurt again. Yeah, it's you're very vulnerable when you start seeing guys. It's like So that's why I'm definitely focusing my energy on loving myself and loving the single life. I think we, um, sorry, tangent, but like, we need to be cherishing these moments of being single. Once you get into that relationship, you're stuck in that relationship probably for life because, you know, think about it. Like when we want to get into a relationship, we're thinking they're the one. Yeah. So we need to be cherishing these moments. It is true because yeah, when you get into a relationship, it's just naturally you start thinking long-term, you think the future, you're thinking of houses together, kids and I don't know, all that to build a future. You need to cherish these little moments. I was thinking about it yesterday when I was literally walking through the front gate of our house. I will never be in my 20s again living with my best friend. Yeah. I mean, I'll be in my 50s living with my husband. That'll probably be my other best friend. But it's not going to be the same as living with my best friend in my 20s. Literally. It freaks me out when I think about that because I'm like, oh my God, I need to be like cherishing these moments a lot more. Because like, Your single life is, like, some of the best times of your life. Like, people will talk to me about how they're in a relationship and how they're, like, you know, just meh. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm so lucky that I'm not in a relationship and I don't have to deal with any of that. I mean, when you find the one and you, like, find a great guy, it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be difficult. They're not going to make you feel depressed. Like, that's why all of these guys that are making us feel depressed and upset and stuff, they're so clearly not the one. Because mm. when you find the one, it's not going to be difficult. It's not going to be hard. It's just going to be easy. And fun. I hope it's fun. I've had, like, a um, really great relationship before, and I know exactly what a great relationship looks like. And it's easy. Like, it loving someone shouldn't be hard. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that I experienced that because now I know that, like, love isn't difficult. And when you find the one, it shouldn't be hard. As difficult as some guys make it. They do make it hard sometimes. But yeah. again, that's not them. It's just because you're not meant to be. You're not meant to be together. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, that comes back to the importance of like loving yourself first mm-hmm. and building your own little world. I love the life of... Since my ex and I broke up, mm. I literally started from scratch. Yeah. Like, I walked out of the house with a coffee table and a cat. Yeah. And I started again. I lived in my mum's garage. For a period of time? For a solid period of time there. Mm-hmm. I had to pull my shit together. Mm-hmm. I've literally... And when I say mum's garage, I'm talking no windows. No I windows. was in the we dungeon. We called it the dungeon, yeah. Yeah, I was in the dungeon. And I got this apartment for myself. I bought all my furniture everything in this house and I was like I am starting fresh as of today Mm -hmm. I am happy this is it and oh my god like the life I've built over the past like year I could I couldn't even picture it if you'd asked me two years ago what am I doing in two years from now Mm -hmm. I would not have said this I know this is phenomenal and just the stuff like we've achieved like since Jess moved in with me Mm -hmm. like the stuff we've achieved together as well like we I'm loving it and just like the life that we're living like I feel so blessed I feel and blessed grateful that like independent because you think about it and you're like I did that I did that yeah by myself yeah I don't have anyone else and I mean um, it like obviously when we find a husband and you buy a house together or whatever like yeah I'm sure that's exciting because it's building that like family home but at the moment it's just so empowering in your 20s to be like I did this alone like even just with our podcast yeah I'm so proud of it we're literally joined at the hip since moving in together oh, we are joined. Like, <laughs> I say like independent we are joined at the I hip. saw a TikTok that was like oh you move in with your best friend and like suddenly you're like like she'll have showers and I'll be on the ground talking to her like yeah I was seeing this guy for a period of time last year and George would be depressed because he was coming over. But then she would come and sit in my bed with us and have conversations. I remember once she was so depressed that he was coming over. And I went out to, like, ask her a question. She was like, I'm so glad you asked. Comes and sits down on my bed with us. And I was like, not what I was saying, but okay. She literally, she would get under the covers with us and yeah. just, like, chat for hours. I think he liked it, though. I think he liked yeah, it, too. he was all right with it. I hope so. I think he was more okay with it than I was. Yeah, sometimes you'd look at me with, like, daggers, like, get out. And I was like, anyway, don't look at her. You're interrupting. You're interrupting our quality. (laughs) Yesterday, let's talk about quality time. Yesterday, I was, like, on my phone doing something for the podcast. I was leaving in 20 minutes for work. Yeah. So she's sitting on the couch and I'm, I'm working. I'm hustling for the podcast. And she looks at me and she goes... Can you get off your phone? I need I have, quality time before work. Yeah, I have 20 minutes. I need some quality time before I go to work. She puts her phone down and she just stares at me and I stare at her. Yeah. <laughs> we just like looked at each other. I was like, what do you want from me? <laughs> so we are independent, but like we're, we're, co- joined, we're, co- we're joined at the hip. Yeah, codependent. But only because we live together. We need to like, when we do find the guy one day, mm. they need to accept mm-hmm. that it's a package deal. Yeah. If there's one of us, there's both of us. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. I am not ready to find the one. I'm not ready. I don't know. See, I still want to... I want to travel Europe, but I need to do it single. I feel like I'm um, still a bit too cold. Like, my biggest fear and George's biggest fear... Oh, when yeah. When we were... Um, coming out of our relationships. Coming out of our... Rela- well, mine wasn't coming out of my relationships. Mine was coming out of my situationships. Because my oh. relationship made me feel like so very incredibly loved and he set the standards so high but then when I got into situationships after him and they would like you know treat me kind of badly or they'd be seeing multiple girls at the same time as me I didn't want myself to become 
cold-hearted and like it's so easy to shut off to the world and just be like a miserable cold-hearted bitch because you're just hating yourself yeah after they've like treated you like shit after they've treated you pretty badly like it's hard to not become cold and it's like something i really didn't want to happen it's like like, all of it it's an accidental i hate men era yeah and it's not all men it's just because you were hurt so bad you just like turn off to the world yeah i want to get out of that but i am definitely really cold and i am like shut off at the moment i have all my walls up because i don't want to let anyone in to hurt me again because men are shit i i was like i started to go through my cold-hearted era oh yeah I was in my cold-hearted era. I'd say villain era. I, I go with villain era villain these days. Era. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm. I was in my villain era, and then I realized I was in my villain era and that I didn't want to be that girl. Yeah. So I changed. I don't want to be that girl. I can see myself definitely being that girl at the moment. And I also, um, I feel like I'm meeting a lot of green flag guys, but I'm hurting them because I'm in my villain era. Mm. And I don't want to blame it on that, but I feel like I just, I don't have love to give at the moment yeah i don't i i can't give guys a hundred percent because i'm still hurting and i'm still healing at least you recognize that though because i think that's the first stage of like coming out of your villain era because i remember when i was in my villain era i was so cold-hearted but like the first steps of me coming out of that era was when i started seeing these green flag guys i was like wait I'm not ready yet. Like, I'm still damaged. I'm still hurting. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I stopped seeing them because that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. And then I, like, continued to work on my self-growth and myself as a person and my self-love. And now I'm a lover girl. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my goal for this year is to come out of my villain era and not to be so cold towards men because not all men are horrible. No, they're There's not. There's really good ones out there. My We know some amazing guys. My ex-relationship is, like, very much showing me that there is, like, amazing guys out there. Like, we have heaps of guy friends that are amazing. Talking about this villain era, like, coming out of that villain era and going into your lover girl era. I think Jess is still obviously going through that at the moment because she's recently dived into her villain era. But now that I'm out of that, it was months of self-growth where at the start, I almost had to force myself into doing activities and things to get myself back out there mm-hmm. to like build myself up as a person. Yeah. Like don't get But me- not get like not throwing herself in the deep end with guys or anything. That's no, not no, what no. Saying. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about guys. I'm talking about stuff for me. That I enjoy doing. Like yes. activities. It sounds so weird. Yeah, so I came out of my relationship and obviously I went through the dungeon phase where I lied in my mum's dungeon crying every night. Felt sorry for yourself. Feeling sorry for myself. But that's an important phase. It's an important phase. Everyone has to go through You it. have to go through that. And then I woke up one day and I was like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Get my apartment, get my furniture, start fresh. I started my hot girl walks. Super important. Hot girl walks. Hot girl yeah. walks. I get up because I still include those ones. Mine's more I, of a hot girl run. Hers is a hot girl walk. <laughs> Mine's a hot girl speed walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I get a text of like Jess finishes her run. She's like, I'm done. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's speed walking. Speed walking. Well, like I might do a light jog. Light jog, yeah. A light jog. Um, but yeah, obviously, like Jess is such a gym girl. She loves lifting weights. I hate it. <laughs> so I'm not going to incorporate that into my healing era, but. I had my hot girl walks. I started heels dance classes. Any girls that haven't done it yet and they've looked into it and they want to do it, go and do it. It was so much fun. It was a key factor in the healing phase. It was a key factor in the healing phase. Like, I was so nervous because I haven't danced for years and I was like, oh my God, like I'm 
uncoordinated. I'm not flexible. Didn't but, you start in the beginner classes? Yeah, I started in the beginner <laughs> classes. I moved up the ranks pretty quickly, actually. <laughs> Side note. Yeah, so I started heels dance classes and every Tuesday I went to my heels class and I had a different friend. She used to come and do it with me. And I made like a bunch of friends in that class who also happened to be nurses. So that was great. Mm -hmm. And that was so like empowering. And I felt so good about myself. I'd come home, bit of an ick, but I'd come home and be like, Jess, watch my dance of the week. (laughs) Oh, literally. Yes, I remember those days. (laughs) I'd play my song and I'd do my dance. She'd be like, nice. Nice. It was so much fun. So I did that for a bit. And then anyone that knows me, I get like a little bit bored quickly. So I need to change activities. So I'll go back to that. But after that, I ended up starting Reformer Pilates. So I got into that and I was doing my Reformer. Oh, another good thing as well. Side note, I think is really important when you're going through a healing phase or, um, you know, trying to get back out there and loving yourself is surrounding yourself with friends that are also like-minded and single as well. Yes, 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 yes. I think that's such a key factor. It seems minor, but very important. I would be very depressed if all of my friends were in a relationship. And you're trying to heal. It would be so hard. Like, so hard. I literally, my heart goes out to the girls out there that only have friends that are in a relationship and you're going through a breakup or healing era because it sounds really bad but just little things like if you want to go for like a girls night out just like drinks and dinner or a wine and cheese night like they're not going to be on the same page as you no because you're going to be trying to talk and heal and then they at the end this is the worst part like oh i better go home you know my boyfriend's home and you're like bruh Bruh. (laughs) don't say that to me yeah i know like that's obviously their life but when you're trying to go through that healing those yeah. things hurt. I think it's good to go out there and find friends that are single and they're on the same page as you as well. Yeah, and you have those little experiences and stuff together. But that's like the stuff that I did last year through my healing mm-hmm. era. Find things that you enjoy. Like if you like wine and cheese nights, like I've hosted some wine and cheese nights and you sit with the girls and you mm-hmm. make up boards. Like someone does a dessert board, someone does a cheese powder board. Mm-hmm. We ha- we've had movie nights. Yeah. I went skydiving. Yeah. Like, We've done quite a bit. Me and Georgia are definitely, I feel like, um, in some ways on the same page, but I think also in different phases. Like, she's in her lover girl era. I'm still in my villain era, so I have friends that are also dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with. Like, me and Georgia aren't always going to be page. on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jess has, I think, other friends in her villain era at the moment. Mm. But I think that, I think in a way, because we're both obviously single and I'm I'm not saying I'm looking for love or anything, but... She's healed and she's fine. Like, if she was to find someone, she'd be ready and she'd um, not bring any of her past issues into a new relationship. Because yeah. she's healed from all of it. Yeah. And you're not there no. yet. I still think it's like, like, in a way it's good because for us to come together when we talk about, like, being single and healing and all of that, because I am that little bit more healed when Jess starts to get in, like, a... Bad headspace. Yeah, like a bad headspace. I'm like, but wait, (laughs) there's love in the air. There's good guys out there. Yeah, like it's not that bad. Because like when I was in my villain era, I don't know what you were going through. I feel like I was seeing people, so it made it even harder for you. Oh, it did, yes. And I think that's why I was so depressed. Like 
Because I was happy that Jess was seeing guys. Like, if, you know, when your friend's in love, like, you're happy for them. But obviously, like, if she had a guy over and I was in my villain era, mm. I was depressed. As I was saying before, I would, Jess would be like, oh, like, I'm going to hang out with this guy. And I'd be like, no. Or I'd have him over and you'd be, like, depressed in your room. Literally, I'd just, like, be in my room. Because, I like, I don't want to sit out in the living room if you guys are out there because I feel bad. Like, have your own space. But I'd be, like, in my bed in my room. Like, fuck. <laughs> With time, though, and it's so shit because everyone says it. With time, you come out of it. Mm. I, like, coming out of my villain era, looking back, I had such a good time. And I'm still... I'm not saying that now I'm healed, I'm not doing my fun activities. Because I still am. Like, I still go and do fun activities. Like, I don't know what they are. But <laughs> I do still go and yeah, you, do things that I enjoy. Yeah. Like, wh- what did I do the other day? Like, I'll go... It's the little things for us. We love our hot girl walk run. Walk slash run. Yeah, and then we for go... For me, it's gym. For Georgia, it's Pilates. Sometimes we'll go for a walk together to grab a coffee. We have our Sunday bagels. Sunday bagels. Yeah, a bit of a routine. Yeah, and then we talk about... Sometimes we end up doing it. Sometimes we don't. Like, little activities. Like, this morning, I said to Jess, I want to go do a wine and sip. Oh, yeah, wine and sip. There was... Oh, no, sip and pain. Sip and pain. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Um, why do you keep saying that? I don't know. There was something that I wanted to do. I forget what it was, though. I mean, I'm very excited to go to La Luna tonight. Mm. Georgia's meeting some of my friends that I have. We're combining groups here. I'm excited. Yeah, so that will be good to, like, mingle with some new people. Georgia's meeting some new people. Yeah, it's so good, like, making new friends when you're going through this, like, um, self I love, love best era. friend dinners. Same. Dinner I had and a, drinks. I had love a dinner it. last night actually with my new friends, my new nursing friends. How dare you? <laughs> Without me. <laughs> it was so. I went to Tommy's in Corumban. Oh, I love Tommy's. I had the nice um, balcony view. <gasps> Did you? Yes. That's hard to book. I could not believe it. it was, That's hard to book. How that, far in advance did you book that? I don't know. I didn't book it. I just showed up. Oh, they knew. You've got to know about that balcony seating and you have to... It's not like they tell you. It's not an option to pick that. Um, you have to put in the special notes, I want the balcony seating. And you have to book that like weeks in advance because like it's um, never available because the people in that area know to book that balcony seating. Yeah. It's such a nice balcony seating. It was such a nice dinner as well. I literally loved it. Marg, 10 yeah. out of 10. Yeah, I don't know if I got a mug. Oh, yeah. I think I did get a mug when I was there. Oh, and I got the potato pizza. Really nice on gluten-free. I think I got pepperoni pizza, but it slapped. Yeah, I looked at that as so well. Good. I was like... I think it was spicy. Ooh. We should um, go. Yeah, we should but go. Yeah, and like making new friends and mingling with other people. So important because when you're healing, if you're like surrounding yourself with the same group of people, it's good. But getting to know other people, you like meet friends. people on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Make I love meeting new so, people. Same. It's so much fun. I just love chatting and mingling. I think that's why I like going to the paths. And why we love our bartending job. Yeah. Because you meet so many different people from all around the world and you hear so many different stories. Mm-hmm. Like the people, think about the people we have met. Since, like, we started in that industry. Industry, yeah, I know. From Life worldwide. Friends. But if you're going through a healing phase, start a bartending job. I, yeah. I'm literally, I'm going to recommend it to my kids. I'm gonna if I my have kids. kids. I'm recommending it to my kids. Go off. Go and work in a bar. It was the best thing that we ever did. And I think it, um. Social really, skills. Social, social skills through skills, the roof. Yeah. I would say, like, somewhere in, like, the nightclub-ish scene. Like, not just, like, a tavern or anything. Nah, I think that's that. shit. That's boring. Shit and boring. You need to really handpick that bar job. Like, <clears throat> yeah, think. I'd, honestly, I'd probably even say start at a nightclub. 
Yeah. Oh, we loved it back then. We did oh, love we it. We hate it now, but I we did it, it for so long. Yeah. Young. When you're young, like starting at 18, a nightclub job's great. That changed my whole life. Yeah. Like I went from, I mean, I was already like quite confident out there. But like after I'd say that, you actually weren't confident in out there. Actually, maybe I wasn't. I was quite shy. I was you actually were. quite timid. I was reserved. Quite, I was reserved and innocent. I was loud and fucking annoying and weird. You were really reserved. I was really reserved. I was quiet and shy. Like once you got to know me, I was a bit chatty. But I was quite reserved. And then I got this job in the bar. And it changed. It changed. It didn't change my morals. No. It didn't morals change my morals there. and values. They stayed the same. But I think, again, I think it does depend what like kind of person you are. If you're like strong about your morals and how you think and your actions, you'll stay good. If not, you'll just turn into an absolute druggie and you'll end up in prison. You meet, you meet a range of people. Some of them good, some of them bad. Some of them with questionable traits. I think but a lot of... People um, find it hard to get out of the nightclub scene. It is hard to get out. It is you hard relapse. to get out. It's almost like a toxic relationship. Yeah, we've definitely like, relapsed. Like, when we say go to get that bar job, like, take in mind, it's a, like a toxic relationship. It's so hard to get out of. Because you build almost a family. Mm. Like, the people you work with become family. Yeah. So, leaving them feels like you're leaving your life and your family behind. Yes, literally. Mm. Because so you hard. go through so much shit. You got, it's a shit job. Mm-hmm. The work itself is shitty, mm-hmm. but the people you work with are everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a long tangent. Where were yeah, we? I don't even know. I think um in like the early stages of your healing era, like the early days, like when you come out of your self-depression, living in the dungeon phase, routine was a lot for me. Routine is great. Because it pushes you, or if you don't have that routine and that structure, mm-hmm. you start to crumble into that hole again. Yeah. Like, I was getting up. I was making sure I was getting up at the same time every day. I was going for my walk. I was having my coffee. I was having my breakfast. And then... We are very much like that at the moment. Yeah, we are like that at the moment. But it's good because it's sort of... I'm not a very structured person. My life is a little bit of a shit show. But having those moments of structure sort of keeps it together. Very good, yes. And Um, it's something to look forward to, like our Sunday bagels. Yeah, we do always have something to look forward to. That's always good. Um, Yeah, like I'll have my routine with the gym as well. Like I've started doing cardio and I'll have my set days for like legs and upper body Mm. now. Um, Yeah, definitely routine helps for sure. And yeah, as we were just saying then, having something to look forward to is important because Mm. it keeps your brain like occupied. And excited for something that isn't then. <laughs> yeah. Or else you're literally going to be sitting there circling, circling. I wish I had this instead. I wish I had them instead. Like, no, babe. Think about your skydiving. Think about your Pilates next week. Think about your La Luna night. Think yeah. about your sip and paint. Yeah. It's little fun activities. And they're memories. It's about making new memories for yourself. And yeah. letting go of the old ones. Like, what's in the past is in the past. You're in your healing era. You're in your you era. You're in your, I'm going to become a lover girl. I'm the best version of myself era. Mm. What do you like to do that will fill your cup? I think what's also really good is um, things that I would do with them. Say you went to like this restaurant. I would then book that restaurant with my friends to create new memories in those places. So that when you like think about it, it's like you're not thinking about them. You're thinking about the new memories you've made in those places. Yeah, that's really good. I've noticed we've done that a few times, actually. Because I'll be like, oh, I went to this place with so-and-so. And it's like, well, I can create these new memories with my friends. We have that at um, Jamelli. Yeah. Jamelli Italian. All, ev- we've all been to a date at Jamelli's. 
with I've someone actually that been we... there with every single guy. No. Stop going out with guys. <laughs> I love Jamelli though. It's like so one of my I. favorite restaurants. If you're gluten-free, celiac girls, pizza at Jamelli is so the good. best. The, um, what is it? Ah, yes. It's the Roma pizza from Jamelli. So good. It's got burrata cheese and the prosciutto. It's so good. The burrata. I love burrata. But yeah, so um, making memories with your friends in the places that you went to with them. Surround yourself with people you love. Doing new activities. Yeah. Pretend you're starting. It's not you're starting your life again. It's like a reset. It's exciting. It is exciting. start a new... It's a new chapter. New chapter, yeah. Think of it as a new chapter. Your old chapter's gone. It's over now. You've mm. experienced that part of your life. It's time to make a new one. New story, people. And love it. Make the most of it. Seriously, you're literally never... You will never be this age again. In this moment again. You're honestly in your hottest um, era right now. Like, in our early 20s, like, are we ever going to be this hot again? No. I mean, I want to be a MILF, but, like, I don't. I yeah. think I'm going to look back and be like, damn, like... I was a 10. I was a 10. I mean, we're still going to be 10s when we're MILFs, but... Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on is, like, I hate when guys, you'll, like, end a situation with them or, like, end whatever that was with them. And they'll just be heal. clutching and they'll be breadcrumbing you, like, sending... Ooh, liking a story reacting to a story, replying to a story, sending mm. you a Snapchat about their life. And it's like, they'll do this constantly to constantly remind you that they're there. And it's like, they almost want you to be friends with them and everything. But it's like, you're not going to be friends with them. Like, yeah, you you're need- not going to be friends with a guy that you once had so many feelings for. Like you can be civil with them and everything, but mm. like, you're never going to be friends with them. It's honestly annoying. Yeah, no, I get that. Especially when you're going through this healing era and you're trying to heal and they're just like, they just keep creeping back in, like cut ties. Because if you want to fully heal and, you know, be the best version of yourself, you won't be that if you have this loser clutching onto you like a leech. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah. You will not be the best version of yourself if you've got strings attached from some loser. Yeah. I'm not in like a point in my life where like, Someone could message me and I'd be like, I'd go running back. Like, I'm at the point in my life where if you like my story, you reply to my story, you react to my story, or you send me a Snapchat. Like, it's it's annoying to me and it pisses me off that you're constantly trying to come back into my life when I'm giving you... I'm showing you how much I don't want that. I'm not replying to it. I'm not giving into it. I'm not mm. feeding into it. It's just I think, like, frustrating. I think that's good, though, because, again, like move this healing process it happens in phases like one of the first phases when you are depressed when they're messaging you you're constantly replying yeah you're replying but like you're obviously in that next phase of your healing villain era which you're just like i'm done now it's so disrespectful to them like obviously i'm strong enough now not to go back not to reply not to feed into it but when you're in that healing phase and they're constantly breadcrumbing you making you feel like they're still interested it's Honestly, like, so disrespectful, and it really pisses me off when guys do that. It is disrespectful. Like, let a girl move on. It's so annoying. Yeah, especially when they know that, like, once upon a time, they, like, you two were something. Like, now that you're not something, just cut ties. Cut ties, yeah. It's so disrespectful. Mm. Oh, we're not saying that all boys are like this. No. There's certain guys that, like, you used to see, and they're just like, I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, I honestly, it they have bad intentions. Yeah. 
Yeah. The wrong so, intentions. Yeah, I'd say, like, they have the wrong or bad intentions to reach out to you and Snapchat you or react to your stories or whatever. Like, it's not coming from a good intention of just trying to be your friend. I feel like they're trying to keep you around and make you not forget them and, like, never be able to move on. Like, mm. I don't know. You can't. Yeah. It's like they don't want to let, let you go. go. They don't want you to... Because it's... Often I find this happens. They'll see that you're moving on and they see that you're they happy. They feel it. They feel it. Yeah. They either feel it or they see it on socials that... Because you'll post, oh, out with the girls doing this. And yeah. I've just started heels class or whatever. And next minute, guess who's sliding back into the DMs? Oh, and you're like, go away. I know. It's like really frustrating. They don't want to let go. Yeah. They don't. want you to still be thinking about them. Yeah. Um, don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Cause I feel like I used to always give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh my God, they're just trying to be friendly. They're just trying to be my friend. But like, why would they want to be your be, friend? They're trying to be nice to me. Like, no, they're just trying to breadcrumb you, keep you around, keep them in your head. And I think another thing is like, they don't want their reputation to be ruined and they don't want you to hate them for some reason. Yeah. But they hate that you hate them. Yeah, they hate that you hate them. So they're trying, they're scrambling, trying to like be in your good books. I'm such a good guy. I swear, I'm like, being friendly. I'm being nice. Like no. no, fuck off, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to make my own life go away. But yeah, I think that about sums up the healing phase and um, <laughs> living note. out your best single life. If that doesn't make you want to be single, I don't know what will. Like, yeah. I remember I've listened to like a lot of um single podcasts and I've listened to them and they make me so glad that I'm single and that I'm living this single life at the moment we're like, living our best life right now yeah we're I, in our 20s living in our own place doing whatever we want whenever we want yeah i hope this makes you guys um love that you're single and like cherish these single moments mm. because we are very lucky we are lucky we will never be in this moment again yeah lucky girl syndrome make the most of it Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we will chat to you all next week. Bye. See ya.